This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today, Joe Biden calls for a three-month outdoor mask mandate. Seattle residents want white people to give their homes to black people. What could possibly go wrong there? And the media's incredible acts of journalism this week. We've got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Today, it's Friday. Happy Friday, first of all. Second of all, it is Friday, which means it's Patents Due Day. Yes. So Yay. we're joined by, joined by Stuber Gear and Pat Gray. Yes, both my last show today. until I leave to campaign for Prather 22. Yes. Uh, that's going yes. to be out on the campaign trail. Uh, but that hasn't started until next week. So, what are you, so, so he hired you on as, as campaign staff. Uh, I don't think he's paying me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think so. Okay, that, that hasn't been negotiated. Okay. Uh, all right, we've got uh, a lot coming up. Let's get into the headlines. Joe Biden yesterday uh, <laughs> called... Uh, okay, so there's. I just want to, for clarification, there are some people who are saying he is not calling for a national man, uh, mandate on masks. He is calling for all the governors to step up and all do a mandate. Now, I will say, as you will see in this clip, he does call on the governors to issue mask mandates. However, he has been asked this question before. Do you support or do you see a reason for a national mask mandate? And he has answered yes. So I think it has been proven clear that Joe Biden is for a national mask mandate. However, this time he does go ahead and tell us that we, we should be wearing masks outside and uh, it should last for three months. Because as we've seen in this coronavirus pandemic, nothing they tell us will like ever extend. Right. Like two weeks to slow the spread didn't turn into uh, our economy being collapsed and uh, all of the states being shut down. <laughs> so nothing to see here, people. Uh, here is what Joe Biden had to say yesterday. The protective equipment and uh, testing capacity and the like. But uh, and uh, I put face. out That's a good. comprehensive plan over mm -hmm. the last three months on each of these things. But today I want to talk about one thing very straightforward. It doesn't have anything to do with Democrats, Republicans or independents. It has to do with uh, a single simple proposition. Every single American should be wearing a mask when they're outside for the next three months at a minimum. All right. OK. At every minimum. governor minimum. should okay. mandate. Minimum. Every governor should mandate every mandatory mask wearing. The estimates by the experts are it will save over 40,000 lives. Say it again. In the next three months. Say it. 40,000 lives. <laughs> the people Listen. act responsibly. And uh, it's not about the your rights, yeah. it's about your responsibilities as an American. Oh, I see. It's I not see. about your rights, it's about your responsibilities as an American. Hmm. Mm. It's, a fascinating, it's a fascinating observation there by Joe. <laughs> 
Uh, I know of no scientists that are advocating for an outdoor mask ban. No. I, I, I literally, I mean, like, you know, we can all mm-hmm. joke about how the scientists have been annoying on some of this stuff, but none of them are saying, like, yeah, you should be wearing masks outside all the time. I, I literally never even heard anyone yeah. say that. You know, there's some speculation that what really happened there is what he meant to say was it was inside, right? The problem when you're Joe Biden is you're so, you're, your persona is so in question because you don't know what you're talking about. You can't come back to the media and say, no, what we meant was inside. Because, again, it's just another uh, argument about how you're not capable of doing this job. I mean, think of this if this guy was president. Think of what would have happened if he advocated for an outside ban when what he meant was an inside ban. <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a earth shattering difference. Right. Um, and I, you know, and we don't know if that's what he meant. Maybe he did mean an outside one, too. I, again, I have not seen any yeah. anyone point to that as a plausible option. But can I just can I just interrupt you for one second? Sure. Isn't it sad, though, that we're at a point where we have to say uh, with anything that Joe Biden comes out and says, we don't know if that's what he meant? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. <laughs> like, we I have, have no idea if that's what he meant. We have no idea. He said a word in there that was not a word. I'm almost positive. <laughs> the one? It's plebron. <laughs> if you guys know what plebron means, we can maybe figure out what he was trying to do. I, You know, it's... It's sad to watch, honestly. Again, this is another moment where he, he, he can't even come up with the energy to try to seem like he's with it in these speeches mm-hmm. anymore. It, it's, it's frightening. Mm-hmm. It's frightening to watch. I, I mean, there's no chance of 50 governors at, uh, <laughs> mandating a mask. It, you know, there's no evidence that... Three it, months at a minimum. Yeah, and there's no evidence that it would even work. Like, right. Well, no, he so, says... So what happens then? Here, go ahead. So right. he makes it mandatory, right? Right. If if they don't do what he wants when he's nudging, he'll push you. Mm-hmm. Which and is which is what he's already come out and said. He yeah. said that he thinks that we do need a nationwide, a national mask mandate. Yeah, and what he makes a compelling case. He goes on to say that the risk of the infection really getting serious... Uh, if you're not going to wear a mask, increases exponentially. <laughs> exponentially? <laughs> exponentially. And when that happens, damn it, uh, he's going to say, I told you so. You got this exponential problem now. And uh, I warned you, he's, he's going to tell us that. And I, just, <laughs> I don't want to be there for that. I, cause no. I don't want things increasing exponentially. Because I don't even know what the hell that means. It's very now, I've scary. heard of exponential, but right. this is a completely different thing. Which <laughs> he is- says it every time. <laughs> There's no such word as exponential, Joe. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, it's agonizing. The guy's agonizing. Neither candidate in this race can speak the language. That's true. There's just, there's no ability. I mean, we apparently have friends in Thailand um, (laughs) that we didn't know about. So, I don't know about... uh, Thailand, Yosemite. No words are said that are words Bicep town, (laughs) Thailand. We've got friends all over the, all over the body. To Uh, be fair. Look. uh, Okay. If I may. If I may. Go ahead. Trump seems to just mispronounce words. Joe he, Biden just makes makes them up. Yeah, he comes across right. words that I don't think he's ever seen in print before, which <laughs> yes. is kind of weird. You've never seen Thailand right. written down. <laughs> You've never seen what was the one he just did the other day? Uh, Yosemite was the yes, one that I was thinking. Yosemites. Yeah. You've never seen Yosemite. <laughs> Come on. I know, and that—that that is Come a, on. I mean, and it, you know, George Bush couldn't really speak either. We, right. True. I mean, really, to we give Obama a question credit on one thing, he's been the only guy who can actually speak that's been in office since what? Well, 2000. I think, I think that's what got him in office. Yeah, was, that was what we were, were told. Like, yeah. he's such 
an eloquent speaker. They were just like, oh, gosh, no more of that. And now we, I mean, we, like we're, look, it has nothing to do with how he governs, obviously. We're going to, I'm sure, get into other things that uh, have gone very well for Trump uh, today. But, I mean, th- that is not his strong suit. It's certainly, not, I mean, but it's a different problem, right? Like, where Trump is a little aloof, he's not, he's never at, at said he's this giant, well, he has said it. But, I mean, no, I don't think anyone believes he's this giant reader where he's going around and getting, like, that's not who the guy is, right? He's an off-the-cuff guy. We all knew that when he got elected. Biden, on the other hand, just looks like his body's failing. Yeah. It's not because he can't, he doesn't know the words or he's, he can't, he legitimately doesn't seem like he can get through the multiple syllables. Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, it really is scary coming from him. It looks, we played a clip on uh, Studios America the other night um, from Palin uh, versus Biden in 2008. And it, it was shocking. Yeah. I mean, I, I I played it just for that reason to show how far he's fallen. But you watch him against uh, by, by Palin; he's pretty sharp. He goes through a a long answer where he you know he expresses emotion at the loss of his uh, the near loss of his son in the car accident mm-hmm. and his wife who died. He goes through a bunch of accomplishments. Uh, hysterically enough, the ones he lists are, I put tens of thousands of cops on the street and I passed the 1994 crime bill is what he was oh, bragging wow. about in 2000. What bragging. a what different world wow. we're in now. Um, wow. But again, he seemed like, you know, Joe Biden, he's never going to be my favorite politician, but he seemed competent and, yeah. and coherent. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different person than we're looking at today. And, and, and to the level of he's not even able to speak the language in a confident fashion. That is mm-hmm. it's scary. And when he has mental lapses, like you see there with Inside Outside, whether he meant it or not, uh, you know, you're talking about a person who's going to be uh, telling people about what our national policy is. Mm-hmm. You can't have massive scripts like this. Markets move on stuff like that. Yeah. And we're going to have that problem in crazy fashion. I've already had enough rocky stuff on that front. It's going to get uglier with Biden. And, and, and might I just add, uh, if that is what he meant, inside <laughs> instead of outside, he I'm was. Just, he I'm just assuming he yeah. meant the exact opposite of what he, what meant, he said. Uh, said which is, but he was staring down at a piece of paper reading from it. <laughs> that's a good point. So I just, just want to so, throw that out there. I'm just assuming it because it's so out of the ordinary. Like, yes, there have been some governors who have said, you know, wear a mask when you're running, which is ridiculous, right? Like, if there's there's no science behind anything like that. You know, we all talked about wearing masks when it comes to the very tightly gathered protests, right? Probably a good idea in that, even though it's outside, probably a good idea to wear a mask there. But to, to wear a mask outside all the time for three months, there's not even there's not even a person guessing that that would be the right thing to do other than Joe Biden. Like, it's not even like the crazy scientists who are really restrictive want you doing that. No one thinks you should be doing that. Well, there was there was a city in New Jersey who wants to find people two hundred and fifty dollars if they do not wear masks outside. Uh, and then, of course, the Department of I think it was Nat- Natu- Natural Resources um, in Wisconsin are the ones who want to ban people or uh, they, they get in trouble. The employees get in trouble if they don't wear the masks on the Zoom call. Mm. That was you don't want to be caught in your house breathing your own air. It could happen. That would be bad. Could, you could breathe your own air. That would be really bad. I mean, it's unbelievable. Look, there's obviously people who are out of control here, but the point here is that Joe Biden's one of them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, there's some random mayor in some random town. That's one thing. This guy wants to be president of the United States, and he's doing things that are, I would argue, crazier than either one of the things you just mentioned. Like, this is actually further than the nutty examples we're bringing up just because they're funny. 
That's scary. And this guy, you know, could be president of the United States. You're pretty picky, though. I mean, outside, <laughs> inside, he got the side part right. That's true. And, and he ended end. side. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, I guess, so, yeah, close. It's not that bad. Uh, all right. <laughs> New data released by uh, the CDC shows that more than one quarter of young adults in the United States considered suicide in the month of June. Mm. Obviously, we we have the coronavirus pandemic yeah. uh, happening. I'm you know, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So, uh, so the survey was 5,412 adults. Uh, the survey was conducted between June 24th to June 30th, and they said 25.5 percent of those between the ages of 18 and 24 reported having seriously considered suicide in the 30 days before completing the survey. Wow. It's a, I, first of all, like. We need to have a better foundation in our life, right? Yes. Uh, there needs to be something. If, if you're, look, this sucks. There's nobody's going to tell you it sucks more than I'm going to tell you it sucks. This has been awful uh, for the past few months. Uh, but, you know. I mean, to me, that, that's what be. that shows is A, we need a better foundation, yeah. and B, th- the media needs to stop fear mongering on a virus that is not, I mean, 18 mm. to 24 year olds. It's mean, insanity, right? That's insanity. I mean, and it's, it, suicide's a complicated one on this, too, because, it, you know, you could kill yourself, obviously, if you lose your job, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's evidence, mm-hmm. especially long term, if you lose your job and you're out of work for a long time, that you, you know, the suicide rates go up. Um, you know, there's, but there's also evidence that people kill themselves when their spouse of 50 years mm-hmm. dies and you can't go visit them in the hospital. Right. for the last two weeks of their yep. life as they're suffering yep. because of that, you know, like, and those are all intertwined. Some of those would kind of make the point of like, hey, we've reacted too much. Some of them are saying this would really bad. All I know is that's suicide. It doesn't matter, right? Like it's never the answer mm-hmm. um, as we would uh, certainly all agree on. And like, you know, you see this with like people, you know, the, there's a guy who was on Robinhood, this trading app, um, and he <laughs> apparently got into options a little bit too too much and was down $170 million dollars. Oh. Now, you don't want to necessarily, that's not a good trading no. path. No. You don't necessarily want to no. be down 170. No. You know, 100 million you could take, right? Yeah. Um, and I think he was like a 17-year-old. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, it was, oh, like not, it was like a kid. Um, anyway, he, you know, I'm laughing because it's, yeah. it's just such a ridiculous story, but he wound up killing himself. Yeah. Uh, I, what they say afterward is that um, actually it was just like the trades hadn't, like caught up to each other. So he wasn't actually down $170 million. He just didn't understand what he was doing. Oh, all that being said is there is never a financial reason to go Mm -hmm. kill yourself. It's never like people feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like I've been shamed online and I want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. This all comes back. I think to the larger story of this foundation that we've lost, you know, it's not there. People don't look and say, okay, the rest of the world has gone crazy. What can I count on? And what they come up with is nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And when that happens, you get lots of suicides. And this is going to, I think, you know, it's probably going to increase coronavirus or not, you know, financial trouble or not. I mean, mean, it's been a problem that we've been talking about on the air for how many years now where this has been increasing slowly, especially among young people. Mm -hmm. You know, their lives get empty. They're on Instagram and all their friends Mm -hmm. start bullying them and they're killing themselves. Well, what does that mean? Why? Yeah. I think a lot of that goes back to just the lack of a foundation, a lack of something they can actually depend on in a tough moment. Well, and then, Pat, they turn on the television and not only, uh, you know, what Stu said and lack of foundation, uh, coronavirus news, but it's been the last almost four years now that they've just been inundated with negative, uh, negative news reports, whether or not it's the actual truth. Yeah. And it's, it's mm-hmm. not just coronavirus, uh, climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. got them convinced they've got 10 years to live. Right. And then it's an extinction level catastrophe. Right. Well, the fear mongering, 
has to stop, which is why, you know, Stu and I have talked about this guy a, a bunch of times, but Michael Schellenberger yeah, wrote so. the book um, Apocalypse Never because he was sick and tired of the fear mongering. And it was he saw that it was hurting kids like mm-hmm. Greta Thunberg, who believes, you know, she's running around the world yelling that the sky is falling because she thinks it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Schellenberger said he, you know, he talked to his daughter, who I think is 12. Mm. And, you know, she, you know, they've had a long, you know, they've talked this stuff out. She he's like, she's fine. But her friends are terrified of this stuff you know and it's like well they they you know what honestly a rational person who believes everything that they hear on on this front is going to be terrified right it would make sense to be terrified unless you Mm. really go down the road of looking at this stuff uh skeptically and and trying to come up with your own conclusions but again it's never pushing yourself closer and closer to that world is it's a scary place to go and it's hard to get out of it yeah you know you get down that road and how do you how do you convince yourself? It's like, you know, you're a little kid going to bed and they convinced a monster's under their bed. Mm-hmm. How do they disprove it? Mm-hmm. You know, the, to them, the monster's always there until the light comes on. So what do you do? Yeah. That's not a good idea. But the monster's not there. I've, I've, I've checked multiple times. Have you? Yes. The monster's never there. The monster's never freaking there. It's weird because it's not in my house either. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But my, but yeah, my son still uses it as an excuse to climb out of bed and, mm-hmm. and come tell me. It's a good hiding spot for a monster. So I can understand <laughs> That's why. Fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, all right. We've got a lot more coming up. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. Uh, if maybe some of you out there, some of you men who are not going to go to the doctor, Uh, but you're embarrassed about maybe some hair loss. Maybe your hair is not looking as full as it used to, but you're not going to do anything about it because I'm, again, I say this when you guys are on the show every time. I am. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think a woman should be president. (laughs) (laughs) Also, men don't go to the doctor. These are are two truths you will get from me. Uh, If you are one of those men who you're getting a little bit self-conscious about your hair loss, but you're not going to go to the doctor, you can try Keeps, From the comfort of your own home, you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but it's going to be the generic version, so it's going to save you about half of the cost. Also, you can do it all online, so you take a couple uh, pictures of your hair, you answer a couple questions, and a licensed doctor will review your information and ship your hair loss treatment directly to your door. Uh, You don't have to make unnecessary trips to the doctor and the drugstore. You can do it all from home. It's 2020. It's really easy. We got you a special deal to get you started. You can go to keeps.com slash that's W-H-Y for 50% off your first order. That is keeps.com slash Y, keeps.com slash Y. So, Stu, we were just talking about Joe Biden and the idea of a nationwide mask mandate. And you mentioned that no scientist, like no one has said we should definitely be wearing masks outdoors. Yeah, I mean, I we, that's not a thing that we've especially, heard. you know, in certain circumstances, it could be uh, reasonable. Like we were talking about the protests, for example. Well, yeah. right, right. But, but like generally speaking, around outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Dr. Fauci would agree with you, which is not a surprise because, because he's my dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, Joe Biden actually advocating for farther going farther than Dr. Fauci even thinks that we should do. In fact, he says that schools should be outdoors as much as possible. So take that for what it's worth. Here's what Dr. Fauci had to say. What we have said in general, and this goes well beyond schools, is that there are about five or six, but for the purpose of schools is five. One is wearing a mask, social distancing to the extent that you can. And if you can't, then make sure you have a mask, avoiding crowded congregation, 
Um, outdoors always better than indoors. Good ventilation. If you can keep the windows open, if the weather permits. Uh, when you have children outside, try to make sure they don't congregate very closely together. Make them be aware of safe distances. The PPE that you're talking about, those kind of things are pretty simple. If you look in the CDC guidelines for school opening, I think you're right there, at least from what I've seen, you might want to just take another look and make sure that all the things, but I know that your health officials in Rhode Island are keenly aware of that. Uh, he also said, get as much outdoors as you can. If you look at the super spreader events that have occurred, they're almost always inside. And uh, he said that uh, if you want to open schools, do what you need to do. Close the bars, wear your masks, because when you do that, you will bring the infections down. But he notes there, I mean, we should be getting outdoors, open the windows even. So if outdoors was such a scary place, we probably shouldn't be opening the windows. <laughs> right. I mean, I outdoors is not a scary place. It was one of the biggest mistakes, I think, of this entire thing mm-hmm. was that places like California, uh, like New York, New Jersey, they were shutting down beaches. They were shutting down parks. That is the exact stuff. They, You know, I said this. We said this on the air here back in March and April. Open those places up and not only open them, encourage people and praise people for doing it. When you've got a church service, don't, you know, th- you know try to, to ban their church. Say, go outside. And when they go outside, make an example of them, right? Like, because the outside transmission seems to be really low. The study he's talking about, I think it was 265 different uh, super spreader events. Only one of them was outside and it was only to two people. Yeah. Um, like, there is basically no legitimate evidence of, of this happening. Probably the closest you would have was any effects from the protests, right? which, you know, is, is questionable. Some cities show like there was a pop out of those protests. Some don't. The bottom line is some it, cities don't ask their some cities, uh, some their don't people. ask at all. Right. Yeah. New York, yeah. for example, on that one. Uh, but I think like that is I, I think it's good. I think, you know, I don't think, you know, my kids in school now. Right. Yeah. My kids went back to school. I'm so yesterday. jealous. I know. It's, I, people are very jealous of that <sighs> one. Um, they're back in school. And, you know, there could be a chance of a, an outbreak. I think we all realize that going back into it, saying, Okay, let's just do the best that we can. We realize there's some risk here. If there was a situation that we, you know, maybe lost control, you're talking about school outside. I mean, the more you can do it, the better in a nice weather environment. Like you couldn't do it now. It's 105 degrees out there. But when it's 80 here in Texas for a while and 75 in Texas, it's really nice outside. I don't think it's crazy to to, to do some of that stuff when you can, if it makes sense. Uh, It might be a fallback position, too, where you might say, um, okay, if we're having issues, instead of closing the whole school down, let's do more outside for a while um, if it's possible. Obviously, you're going to get in the north. It's going to be like negative 20 degrees, mm-hmm. uh, which you're not going to be able to do it at that point. But I don't, I don't. again, he's my dad, as you point out, uh, but I don't, didn't disagree with anything that he said there, right? Those are yeah. the things that you can do. And when you do those things, you don't need lockdowns. Right. Won't, you know, only insane people like Gavin Newsom and, and Andrew Cuomo will put in lockdowns when people are doing those things and you're not having spread. I mean, the fact that there's still these gyms, this, this poor guy up in yeah. New Jersey who keeps kicking his own door down and getting arrested over it. There's almost no community spread in New Jersey right now or in New York. 1,500 gym owners are suing in New York because they can't open their freaking gyms when the governor is on stage bragging about how there's no transmission. Well, if there's no transmission, why can't we open our gyms? You know, this is insanity. And, you know, you're not going to ever stop those people from. And this week they took away his business license. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the guy in New Jersey. Unbelievable. And it does it does make you wonder too, Pat, um, how mm-hmm. much longer Fauci will continue to be the left's golden child because mm-hmm. he is saying that schools should be should reopen. That you know, hey, maybe you arrange a creative strategy, but schools should be reopened. And he did also just come out and say uh, that that the the virus should not stop us from voting in person in November. That's not anything that they wow. want to hear. The teachers yeah, no, unions don't. don't want to reopen. And certainly the left has taken the stance that we should use this as a, a reason to not vote in person. So it makes you wonder how much longer uh, he can continue to be their golden boy. <laughs> it does. With that. And by the way, did anybody else notice the family resemblance yeah. between mm-hmm. Fauci and his son here? I, yeah. It's uncanny. I didn't want uh, to embarrass him. But a little more just gray like hair. Him. I think I might look just like him. <laughs> um, it's funny because I think like the Fauci stuff has is, is been on both sides, right? Like he's yeah. either, either Satan or he's, he's literally God. And like I, think I don't know. Like, I don't think you're convincing the the Trump supporters that anything Fauci says they should like have any sort of. And I don't know that the left has ever said anything yeah, negative. They think about he's him. Satan. Like, I know, but I'm saying I don't think I don't think. And even if he came over to their side and said something that they do agree with, I don't think that that's. Yeah, oh, I think make you're totally go. right. Like for example, oh, I think okay. you could go look back at early the early days, especially with Fauci, where he was outwardly defending the president right. over and over and over yeah. and over again, and, and and cushioning. You know the the like when people would accuse. Trump of not paying attention to something, he'd say, no, Trump came to me and he said it first. Like he did a lot of that stuff, especially at the beginning. The bottom line is like he's just an official. Right. And yeah. he has no power outside of the, the power that that Trump and the you know people just accepting his recommendations give him. Um, it is, I think, you know, he has to this to this moment, I think, you know, he said a lot of things that are really annoying and too restrictive to me. But also he says stuff like this, like you're right. He's been pushing. He's been on that on the school thing for a while. And that what was yeah. so frustrating about the school part of this is that was their that was their belief. These scientists were saying this before the pandemic started. They said, if this gets ugly, we don't close down schools right away because that is not, that's not going to help anybody. Now they've all switched because Trump wants them open. Yeah. Um, not the scientists, but the the media. Yeah. And I, you know, like that's just not a healthy way to go through this. It would be better if we just all looked at this and said, okay, here's the information. This is what he believes. Let's take what parts we can do. Mm-hmm. Take others that we don't think are work, and we'll try something else and see how it goes out. That's that's a that's a sensible way to go through. And this. remember that he's not a an a, an. E- economic expert right it's it's we're not, not his supposed job. to be letting yeah. everything he says dictate the entire policy of the united states it should be. no yeah. it should not be uh i do want to go to very quickly you know we did talk about uh dr fauci being your dad yes um you did point out the family resemblance mm-hmm. pat daddy tony yes mm-hmm. and i think that we do have it there it is right there I mean, there's a uh, there you go Let's see. That's a oh you so oh, you're making the same face. It's uncanny. Oh, it's a family <laughs> face. That is. <laughs> is that, it's pretty much. It's that's almost. close. That's how our yeah. family photos look. Yeah. <laughs> all of all of the nice. family photos that you have all over your house. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right, we've got more coming up, including. Seattle rioters screaming at white residents to give up their houses and give them to black people. Uh, We'll get into that after the break. Yeah, first we want to thank our sponsor, CLT. Uh, If you know any high schoolers or maybe you have one yourself right now, I'm sure that you are very familiar with the SAT and the ACT. These are obviously two of the most powerful forces driving curriculum and instruction in the United States 
public schools today. Uh, obviously, the College Board, actually, I should I say obviously, I shouldn't say obviously. The College Board, a lot of people don't know this, they own the SAT and they are a very far left organization. Uh, last year, the College Board had students reading Bernie Sanders op-eds on the SAT that they had to answer questions on. It's crazy. You know, you talk, we talk about the liberal indoctrination in public schools and you don't think about even something as simple as the SAT and the ACT doing that, but it does. But there is an alternative that you need to know about. It is called the Classic Learning Test or CLT. They've been around for about four years and they've already been adopted by more than 200 colleges. Uh, and by the way, when all of this coronavirus pandemic mess was going on, SAT and ACT bailed. They canceled. They were like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. Well, CLT uh, can be done all online with remote proctoring. So they didn't have to bail. They still had all of their students taking these tests and uh, using them to get into colleges. It's also shorter than the SAT and the ACT. So uh, that's, a, that's a sell to your high schooler just, just in itself. Hey, do you want to take this ACT and SAT uh, really long test, or do you want to take a shorter one and do it online from the comfort of your own home? Sold. The first CLT of the year is August 22nd. The deadline, obviously, is right around the corner. You have got to sign up and sign up today. You can go to cltexam.com. That is cltexam.com to register now, cltexam.com. An unruly group of Seattle, this is, this says protesters, but I, they're, they're all rioters at this point. Uh, an unruly, an unruly group of Seattle protesters. We've never seen that before. Uh, they converged on a residential neighborhood earlier this week demanding that white people inside the houses give up their homes to people of color. <laughs> Here's a little clip of how that went down. Watch. decision on your living quarters because of your commute. It's a weird chant. It doesn't really roll off the tongue either. We're bringing to your front door. So what the are you planning to do about it? I the windows calling the cops. I don't care. Uh, so just, I know it was kind of hard to understand at times because uh, that's what happens when you hear people screaming shrilly through a megaphone, which I they, they don't understand, like, when you use the megaphone, you don't have to scream. That's mm. kind of the entire point <laughs> of using the megaphone. Uh, they said, give black people back their homes. You're sitting there comfortably as if they didn't help gentrify this neighborhood. I used to live in this neighborhood, and my family was pushed out, and you're sitting up there having a good time with your other white friends. And then, <laughs> as Stu pointed out, I, like, also, you work for Amazon, don't you? I bet you do, because it's right down the street. Huh. <laughs>
It's an easy yeah, commute. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is, yes, that's actually why I purchased the place. Um, that's why a lot of people choose their, their well, neighborhoods. I will say, we've talked a lot over the years about home title fraud and home title lock. <laughs> if they stole the homes of these people in the streets, I would agree with them. Um, other than that, I'm going to go with no. Uh, because mm-hmm. uh, usually when you purchase, like I, this gentrification thing has always been a, a fascinating and, and a dumb argument, right? It's like, hey, we're going to make the, the area better by putting up nicer places. What we're going to do is purchase the land from the people who had it before, and then everyone's going to, like years later, when the neighborhood is nice, come back and complain that they took your neighborhood. Well, your neighborhood was not this neighborhood, right? Yeah. It's the same area. That doesn't mean much, right? Um, you know, and, and of course, and they also got paid for their yes, homes. That's what they happens. Got compensated. Yeah, yeah. They can't just take them. No, they didn't push uh, them out. <laughs> what does that mean to be pushed out? You, you mean you sold, they sold their home? <laughs> is, that, is that how they got they, pushed out? They chose to put their home on the market. Yeah. And then right. accept the offer. And somebody bought the um, home, or paid the money, and right. then they moved. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's what pushed out means, okay. Pat. Hey, yeah. All right, I got it. The, the, in the big city uh, translation of this, they always say that people are mm. renting, right? And so they build nice buildings around the building they're in. So you're paying $1,000 a month at a place. They build all these nice towers around you. Then all of a sudden that land's super uh, important, so they're going to knock your tower down or they're going to raise your rent until you can't afford mm-hmm. it. But it's a dumb argument. If, overall, it winds up actually helping the communities. They've sh- shown that in study after study after study. And, like, it's not... That's what renting is. Like, <laughs> renting is an arrangement in which you say, I'm going to live here as long as the landlord basically wants me to live here. If he closes the building down, I don't have rights to it anymore. That's renting. Okay? Mm-hmm. If you want to buy, you have to buy. Uh, I know that sucks. I know you want free housing. I know you want free college. I know you want free jobs. Uh, but the bottom line is that's not how the world works. And they want free homes now. Yeah. yeah. Move out and give it to a, a black person. Oh, okay. Um, should I just sure. leave my stuff? Is it any black? Yes. Okay. yes. They want your stuff too, Pat. Do you get to take over the mortgage payments? Because I owe a ton on this house. So if you guys can afford it, I mean, honestly. No, you, I, keep, you keep you get the payments for oh, us. Oh, okay. Uh, we're just going to move in right now. That sounds great. So, yeah. Well, one more very important question on this, um, Pat. How would you... Okay, so you, I, I take it to, to uh, mean that you don't actually agree with the black people saying <laughs> yeah. white people. Okay, mm-hmm. so how do you plan to re-gentrify a black neighborhood that you obviously are for gentrifying because uh, white people live there now? I don't plan to. Oh, you don't? No, I, I plan to so walk on out record. on my porch with my AR-15 and say, get the hell out of here. Beat it. Which That's is what a, I plan to do. Which does bring up an interesting point because you know this mm. this uh, whole movement is kind of taking flight in. I saw them in the suburb that I live in, and I'm like, you guys need to be really? careful. Yes, because wow. now they were at like a in a shopping center. They weren't in okay. the neighborhood yet. Yeah. But I'm like, you move into these neighborhoods yeah, in some states. They're not going to take kindly to it. Mm-mm. Nope. Not. I mean, you start this... marching through those neighborhoods in the middle of the night. Yeah. With the Texas Castle rule, and there could be, there seriously could be trouble. It would be that, that's not a good idea. And and sometimes I think, okay, well maybe that's what that's what they need to, for them to realize the stupidity of what they're doing. But then part of me is like, no, because then the mainstream media will create the narrative that. Like it was the homeowner. Yeah, they who will. Created yeah, the. They'd crucify anybody. Right. And there's a lot of people who are. And then they're martyrs. That may, you may have taken some information from the guy criticizing the commute uh, for the Amazon worker <laughs> that he might not have all of the details on all of these what? stories. He may not be fully informed. Please. But the organizers of these things yeah. do want that to happen. And, and the, yeah, they their do. best yes. case scenario is a violent 
altercation between yep. suburb and protester because you're right the media will spin it as no matter what happens they'll say the protesters were the, were in the right no matter what well look at what they did in st louis they did yeah. exactly that yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And, and then they will also i mean but like god forbid there was vi- actual violence between that that couple and, and these people look at the way they they yeah. treated, treated it and they will also use that as a as a uh, rallying cry to grow the movement. Yeah. Um, and the media will play along with it. You know, none of this is good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Coming up next, the mainstream media, speaking of them, the mainstream media's incredible acts of journalism this week. Back in a minute. That's good. At least we're going to have some good news. Oh, yeah. Incredible yeah, yeah. journalism. It's hard. It's a hard business. Mainstream media is just so good. So, so, so good all the time at giving us unbiased, objective coverage of what is going on in the country, specifically with President Trump. So I just felt like we should take a moment to just highlight how good they really are. I mean, we talk about doctors and nurses being heroes, but I just I really feel like the mainstream journalists are really the true heroes mm-hmm. of this country. Uh, specifically, Mika Brzezinski this morning on Morning Joe. Um, you, you can go to my Twitter. I tweeted out a clip. We can't can't play it all here, but there's like a three and a half minute clip of Mika Brzezinski uh, doing what I would call melting down over how awful President Trump is. Um, No actual facts, as it turns out, in the meltdown, but lots of just like shrill uh, antics. And here's just a little bit of that. If we don't find a way to hold this president accountable with his attempts to undermine the post office and also (laughs) his apparent (laughs) negligence, perhaps purposeful, on saving the American people's lives in this pandemic. You are pathetic at this point with his calamitous coronavirus leadership. It's killing Americans every day. He could be keeping people alive. He's choosing not to. Huh. He is. I cannot believe President Trump. He obviously is choosing not to keep people alive. Yeah, but the real issue is what he's doing to the post office. (laughs) I am pissed off about that. Aren't you, Stu? Finally, somebody said it. Finally, it was said. The undermining of the post office. How many times have we did show after show? Show after show. Who, by the way, is so dependable. (laughs) They're yeah. so oh, dependable. Yeah. They're not a money suck. They use right. the money that we give them as taxpayers very efficiently. They only lose $4 billion a year. That's not bad. Not bad, <laughs> bad at not all bad. for the job they do. Really good deal. You know? I mean, so it's weird. only like maybe 50% of my mail that I don't get on time or at all. <laughs> really? So that's, that's a really bad. good. Yeah, yeah no, I'm more pissed off about what he's doing to the Parks and Recreation Department in this country. <laughs> uh, don't even get me started uh, on that. If I, you know, there's not, even, there's not nearly enough adult softball leagues in this nation right now. You're and, right. You know, this, he will not You're step right. up. Uh, uh, I, mean, what we, it, I mean, the post office thing obviously has to do with the mail-in voting. Yeah. Uh, come on. First of all, he just put in a guy. He just put in a guy that sa- is saying we're going to have no problem dealing with this. Like Trump is trying to build up this thing about how like is they're you know they're not going to be able to handle this they they need all this extra money but the guy in charge is saying we don't we, we want the extra money but we're actually fine and it's yeah. Trump's handpicked guy yeah I mean look it's I mean the guy you know, they deal with Christmas every year they can't deal with some ballots so I yeah. think they're going to be fine she, well and by the way for those of you I re, I urge you to go watch the full clip because there's a point where she says like I, you know what I'm not going to Fifth Avenue 
I wouldn't be caught at all on, on Fifth Avenue in New York because, you know, Trump said that that like he could shoot someone. Oh, my God. So no. I don't it could be. I she mean, she doesn't say that. Yeah. And she doesn't go go so far as to say this. But the insinuation is like, it could be me. I don't know. I'm not going to go to Fifth Avenue and find out. So uh, <laughs> they were such close friends for so long. Yeah. Right? yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's yeah. the worst person in the universe. Yeah, it is interesting. Was he a different man back uh, in the day? Was he different? Mm, I don't think he was different. I don't think he was nope. different when rappers were rapping about him either. Mm. Uh, But she was not the only one. We've got to give an honorable mention to SV... Did you say date? I don't know what the... I don't know. There's a little... I don't know how to say it. But uh, HuffPo, he... Man, you can tell. He had waited a really long time to get this question in. This gotcha question to President Trump. Um, He nails him here. He does. I think he's got him. him. He's got him here. Watch. President, after three and a half years, you regret it all all the lying you've done to the American people. All the what? All the lying, all the dishonesties. That who has done? You have done. Uh, Tens of thousands. Go ahead, please. Please. Uh, Go ahead. I I wanted to ask about payroll tax. (laughs) I wanted to ask about the payroll tax. (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, I I don't want to talk about your lies. Uh, but I did want to ask about the payroll tax. Uh, I want to ask about the payroll tax, too, because he said he's eliminating it. And I want him to stick to that. Yeah, I would love nice. that. Wouldn't that be great? I, that's one of that my jihads That would save us a fortune. It, it, it is definitely one of the, it's the worst tax in my It is, by far. But, I mean, from the, I mean, like, you just love this guy, like, coming up with this big moment that he's yeah. built up in his head. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the it's president's a liar ignored. right to his face. Great. Trump handles that great. He does it, it I cannot huh? believe the restraint okay. he showed. Oh, yeah. That's a great way I can't believe it. That's awesome. He wanted a fight. Like this guy he, wanted a fight yes. to turn himself into a star, and what he yeah. got was nothing. Trump right. gave him zilch. He moved on to the next person and ignored him like he should be. Mm-hmm. He should be ignored. Trump handled that really, really well. A dumb question from a guy just trying to be a celebrity. And he was so proud of it. He went on Twitter immediately. <laughs> I've been waiting five years to ask that question. Did he really say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why, wait, how, that's weird and because he said three and a half years. So what was he doing for the year first? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he was waiting for the time to start in which I he would begin so. lying? What yeah. was the... Interesting. So, that, so, do, so here's a question then. Do you think that, that Trump knew what he said the first time when he asked him to, like, he kind of had him repeat it? Yeah. Like do, like, do you think he genuinely didn't hear him or was he trying to, like, that was the, <laughs> the sly point that he was going to make and make him repeat himself and then move on? Yeah, because it, it really wrecked the whole rhythm of it. Yeah. 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 So it's brilliant if he did. Yeah, I know. I, I can't decide if I think, yeah. I mean. I want to just believe that because I think it would mm-hmm. be better. I like that um, better. Part of me thinks, though, it was also that usually these guys, they're always asking him questions like that. You know, they're very tilted questions, but they try to hide it within a legitimate point or a legitimate issue. This was just so blatantly terrible. Yeah, there was no, like, con- there was no like context. What do you mean, lying about what are you talking? Like he wanted that interaction, and Trump didn't give it to him. Because, well, hold on, because if he's if he's waiting five years, you would think that he'd come up with a better like intro, right, to his question yeah. than just launching right into the question. You've yeah, had think, five years for your moment. He's like, I'm just going to be blunt. I'm just going to say whatever he's thinking. <laughs> you know, like he had this yep. big this big scenario where like the Trump said, "Uh, I resign." <laughs> like I think that's what he was hoping for. Didn't wind up getting that moment, unfortunately. <laughs> No, he did not. <laughs> All right, back in a minute. And then you have Mike Pence as president, who I'm sure they'd love. Because they, oh, would, love, right. they would be, they would be right on the more line. conservative.
Yesterday's poll, is Kamala Harris a radical? 90, almost 95% of you said yes, uh, and like 5% of you said no. What? So. She's a moderate. Where well, she's pragmatic, us. I know she's that. She's pragmatic mm-hmm. and a moderate. Pragmatic. Actually, I read a small C conservative. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. Seriously? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I forget the, I forget the outlet. <laughs> That's I great. I forget the outlet, but it, I read it. It was on Twitter, and it, was, know, a, it she, was a media outlet that said, yeah, small C conservative. In the actual ratings of how she's legislated, she is the most liberal senator of 20, 2019. Wow. The most liberal senator of 2019. I mean, and there's That's a bunch how of conservative measures, she and she shows up badly on all of them. Yeah, I mean, all the one I saw, she was second to, to Warren. Um, there's some, I think her conservative review score is 20%. <laughs> well, and I, I feel like usually when you talk about repealing the Second Amendment, you're pretty moderate. Yeah, usually yeah. pretty moderate. Usually yeah. pretty moderate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good barometer to have. Uh, all right, today's poll question. Do you, have, do you have hope for America's future? Yes or no? Um, I don't. Now that I was, I was listening to what, what was going to be on Stu Does America tonight. Oh, yeah. Did I do this on the air or did we get off the air? I can't even remember. No, I we're, off, we're the off the air. Okay, yeah, so there's a, there's a guy who did a prediction model of 13 keys to the mm-hmm. White House. Uh, he's corrected every single election correctly since 1980 or 84. Uh, predicted Trump in 2016. He's currently predicting Biden. But I'm going to go through step by step because I think he has his own model wrong. Oh, uh, okay. So, so, there, so, so there is hope. hope. I, think, I think he actually has his own model wrong on this one. And I'm going to explain why. And so does America tonight. 8 o'clock, Blaze TV. It's not often that we can look to Stu for, like, some optimism. I know. I just, you just He's turned that around for me. rain cloud. I know. <laughs> you just totally turned it around for me. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the great accomplishment of the Trump administration in Israel with this Middle East deal. Nice. Which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, it's just nothing but rainbows good. and unicorns today on the show. Wow. That's amazing. Well, that'll be the first optimistic show uh, for Stu Does America. So you'll need to tune in. Turn out a new format for the show. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.